We will continue with singing together our opening hymn. We continue together on page three of our bulletin. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and one another. Almighty God, source of all that is, giver of every good gift, you create all people in your image and call us to love one another as you love us. We confess that we have failed to honor you in the great diversity of the human family. We have desired to live in freedom while building walls between ourselves and others. We have longed to be known and accepted for who we are while making judgments of others based on the color of skin or the shape of features or the varieties of human experience. We have tried to love our neighbors individually while yet benefiting from systems that hold those same neighbors in oppression. Forgive us, holy God. Give us eyes to see you as you were revealed in all people. Strengthen us for the work of reconciliation rooted in love. Restore us in your image to be beloved community, united in our own diversity, even as you are one with Christ in the spirit holy and undivided trinity, now and forever. Amen.
God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the Hebrew scripture from the book of Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. A covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Hear what the spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. We will play, pray the psalm responsively. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness. And cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak. And upright in your judgment. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth. A sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for truth deep within me. And will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin and I shall be pure. Wash me, and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness. That the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. And blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again. And sustain me with your bountiful spirit. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, 
Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Having been designated by God, a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. My dear friends in Christ, this past week was a short one for me. After such a long time of hibernation and quarantine, my husband Ian and I flew to Colorado in order to attend to some family business in Kansas. We returned from Kansas just in time to get stuck in the avalanche of snow that buried Denver and closed the airport. 
It actually was lovely. After digging the car out early morning, Monday, we were able to get to the airport and after a seven hour delay, departed on an Alaska airline flight headed for Seattle. With high spirits, I returned anticipating smells of spring, the continued conquering of coronavirus and the soon re-entry into a more normal rhythm of daily life. But then one more event to remind me, to remind us that we are not out of the woods. There is so much work to be done. Friday morning, going into work at Overlake, as usual, I stopped for the now routine temperature check, battery of questions, and colored sticker to attach to my badge, affirming that I am safe to enter the premises. The woman who usually greets me with enthusiasm Friday was unusually somber. She did not jump up with the thermometer, as she usually does. In fact, she did not even lift her head to look at me. Realizing that something was wrong, I asked, how are you today? At that, her head snapped back and looking at me squarely, eye to eye, she replied, I was better before I read the newspaper. Many of us can relate to that. Here it is, two weeks before Easter, a year after Seattle went into the unprecedented lockdown, a year that has demanded much from everyone. As next door Mercer Island would remind us, kids, parents, grandparents, single parents, healthcare workers, rectors, choir directors, food growers, everyone. A year that has demanded much, a year that has exposed our flaws personally and collectively. I think many of us could say we were better before we read the Friday paper. Although it would be nice to bury our head in the sand, it seems that there's not much sand left. The layer of sand has grown thin and the ground beneath it hard. So burying our heads is no longer an option. We just end up with a sore head. We know this personally. We have, as a parish community, been starkly confronted with it. Hatred, distrust, in its many forms lurks, can attack when confronted, and when given free reign, destroys. So once again, on a Sunday morning, after a year of sackcloth, ashes, and mourning, we ask, where is the good news? What is the good news? Prior to this last spate of racial violence, I read and reread the writings we heard this morning. It was not the gospel reading that first struck me, but the collect, and then the reading from Jeremiah. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promised. That among the swift and varied changes of the world, our hearts are fixed where true joys are to be found. Hard to know where to start. Unruly wills and affections. Grace to love that what you command and desire what you promised. Reminds me of the often quoted passage from Micah. To act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with your God. Know, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what is required of you. Do what is right, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. 
we would like to believe that we do that. We try to do that. But as our colic reminds us, our wills and affections are unruly. Or as Paul says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It is so tempting for us to look for someone or thing to blame rather than looking into our own hearts and lives. Like the young man who took the precious lives of eight people, six Asian women, and blamed them for the wantonness within himself. We stand in sorrow and disbelief, condemning the acts, but that is not enough. We have to examine our own hearts and root out our own sin, our own arrogance, our own self-righteousness, our own contempt. Our sin might not be primarily of seeing other ethnicities, cultures, or skin colors as less than our own. It might be seeing ourselves as smarter, more sophisticated, wiser, more educated, and therefore worth more than another. Or it could be self-contempt or self-loathing, equally sinful. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the very changes of the world, our hearts may surely be fixed where true joys are found. And then the reading from Jeremiah, a promise made to a people in moral distress, a people in need of encouragement. Is that not us? It was interesting to me that when I initially read this reading in preparation for preaching, I noted a sense of dread within me, a sense of, oh, no, if the law is written on our hearts, we know it and have no excuse for not living it. But after sitting with the dread, I realized that I missed the point. What Jeremiah is promising is that the people will know God directly, experience directly the love of God. And from that experience, be changed, be made new, realize forgiveness. Our focus shifts from following the law to knowing the deep love of God. That, in a nutshell, is the point and the purpose of Jesus, to shift the focus from the external law to a knowing of God's deep love for humanity. For this reason, Jesus was obedient, even obedient to death on a cross, so that we would know the depth of the Father's love. This is the news we come to hear proclaimed in our churches. This is the news that we cling to in the midst of strife, inner and outer, individually and collectively. This is the news that is proclaimed, the good news of Lent, of coming Easter, that God loves us, each of us, completely this is the news that compelled Jesus to stand firm. Whoever loves his life shall lose it. Whoever hates his life shall keep it forever. Jesus could have compromised his mission and purpose to keep his life. He could have watered it down and ruffled fewer feathers, avoiding challenging and inflaming political and social power. He could have craved to fear but instead he stayed the course and pursued his mission and spread his message of love for all people. And his life was lost, but it germinated in the soil like a grain of wheat and yielded an unimaginable abundance. 
my dear, dear people, what we need to hear today is not condemnation, but assurance. Jesus came not to condemn, but to save, not to exclude, but to liberate. We are on the path. Easter is around the corner. Amen. Amen. We continue together on page eight of our bulletin, professing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the, the Father, Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. This kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And virtually we greet with one another. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. As uh, we move into our offertory for today, I'd like to remind you uh, that you can virtually pass the plate with us um, by giving uh, online or by giving uh, through text. Uh, the information for text to give is in your bulletin. Um, and I'm including in the chat the link to uh, Emmanuel's online giving where you can click through uh, to uh, give online or see the instructions for text to give. Once you set up an account online or an account through text to give, it's very easy to quickly um, offer that gift uh, week after week. Um, I keep the number saved in my phone and so that makes it easy for me to do my offering as well. All that we're able to do is because of you. And so thank you for all that you give.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Kyrie eleison. Let us pray for the church and for the world. God of love, we pray for your church, for Michael, our presiding bishop, and Greg, our bishop, for all lay and ordained ministers, and for all who seek you in the community of the faithful. Equip us with compassion and love to carry out your work of reconciliation in the world. God of love, hear our prayers for the church. God of freedom, we pray for our nation and for all the nations of the world, for peace and unity across barriers of language, color, and creed, for elected and appointed leaders, that they would serve the common good. Inspire all people with courage to speak out against hatred and to actively resist evil. Unite the human family in bonds of love. God of freedom. Hear our prayers for the world. God of justice, we pray for the earth, your creation entrusted to our care. For the animals and the birds, the mountains and oceans, in all parts of your creation that have no voice of their own. Stir up in us a thirst for justice that protects the earth and all its resources that we may leave to our children's children the legacy of beauty and abundance that you have given us. God of justice. Hear our prayers. God of peace, we pray for this community, for our local leaders, for our schools and markets, for our neighbors, neighborhoods and workplaces. Kindle in every heart a desire for equality and respect and opportunity for all. Give us courage to strive for justice and peace among all people beginning here at home. God of peace. Hear our prayers for this community. God of mercy, we pray for all in any kind of need or trouble. For those whose lives are closely linked with ours and those connected to us as part of the human family, for refugees and for prisoners, for the sick and the suffering, the lonely and despairing, for those facing violence, for all held down by prejudice or injustice. And in our own community, for Andrew and Jillian Barlow, Noreen Bucknam, Jim Cameron, Glenn Crosby, Glorian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Hannah Hooper, Rosemary Howell, 
Peter Mackenheimer, Mary Lynn Morgan, Linda Mullen, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Dan Rowley, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Reed Ellis Sullivan, William Victory, Vivian, Ann Walsh, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. Awaken in us a compassion and humility of spirit as we seek to serve Christ in all persons. Hear our prayers for all who are in need. God of grace, we pray for those who have died in our community, Digby Coleman, and for the eight children of God shot dead in Atlanta. For the faithful in every generation who have worked for justice, for prophets who have called us to racial reconciliation, for martyrs who died because of hatred, and for all the communion of saints. Make us faithful to your call to proclaim your good news by word and example, and bring us at last to the glorious company of the saints in light. God of grace, Hear our prayers, holy God. Breathe your spirit over us and all the earth, that, air, that barriers would crumble and division cease. Make us more fully your co-healers of this broken world. Unite us with all your people in bonds of love, that the whole earth and all its peoples may be at peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done for us and for our salvation. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray together for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are truly present in the blessed sacrament of the altar. I desire to offer you praise and thanksgiving as I proclaim your resurrection. I love you above all things and long for you in my soul. Since I cannot receive you in the sacrament of your body and blood, Come spiritually into my heart. Cleanse and strengthen me with your grace, Lord Jesus, and let me never be separated from you. May I live in you and you in me in this life and the life to come. Amen. It is time for birthday prayers. This week we have Don Snow, Ed Dobbin, Flo Chambers, 
Nolan Silvers and Suzanne Cahoon. Is anyone here today? Or is there anyone else celebrating a birthday or anniversary? Elizabeth, it's yeah. Janet. Hi. Um, uh, we can celebrate the birth of my daughter's twin babies on March 16th. Uh, twin baby boys, uh, one's at home and one's still in the NICU, but both are doing really well. So oh, I appreciate everyone. Are there names that you're allowed to share? Yes, Grant and Emmett Marable. Grant and Emmett Marable. Well, we will pray and celebrate their birthdays today. Uh, congratulations, Grandma. Oh, thank you so, so much. It's really nice. I'm, uh, I'm excited, of course, and mom and dad are doing great too. Good. Uh, any other blessings to add to the bunch before we pray? All right, let us pray. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall, and in their hearts may your peace, which passes all understanding, abide all the days of their lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bow down before the Lord. Grant, Almighty God, that your people may recognize their weakness and put their whole trust in your strength, so that they may rejoice forever in the protection of your loving providence through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And together we will join in our closing hymn.
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> 